Welcome to episode 11 of In The Flat Podcast. This week's title is Molan Lag. And you might ask, what is Molan Lag? And why are you bringing it up on the College Football Podcast? <laughs> well, good question. Um, this is a Spartan motto. So, you know, we'll see where this is going. Um, meaning, come and take them. And that is exactly what Ohio State did. They took the Spartans out of the playoff picture. So this week, we'll dive into those top games, including Michigan State and Ohio State last week. And we'll also discuss the playoff rankings as they're unveiled live and then preview the week ahead. So let's jump over with Ohio State and Michigan State as we started off the podcast with. Ohio State just, I don't know how to describe the way they beat Michigan State, but it was pretty bloody. 56 to 7. It was, you know, watching this from start to finish, it was never, it was never a contest. It was complete domination. And it wasn't even for the ground because you would expect Trivion Henderson and some of the running backs that like run through Michigan State because that's what we were kind of hearing. But no, it was CJ Stroud just throwing like crazy, 432 yards, six touchdowns, and just dominated this game. Jordan, what did you think of this Ohio State performance? They just look outstanding. I mean, their offense is on a roll. I mean, I think this is the second week where they all, I think they went five straight drives in a row from the start of the game that they scored. Um, big like it wasn't just a ground game pound it was big plays I think two of those first five drives were like 40 plus yard passes Um, Stroud Stroud it is in stride right now and I think this if he can have two complete games at at this end of the year with uh, against Michigan and then the championship game then they he's he's Heisman favorite as of right now he's has had probably the best couple last since the first game really their offense has turned up um but I think Michigan shot them Michigan State shot them on the foot they didn't run a ball a lot I, I also think their offense didn't get on the field that much but um Kenneth Walker only had six rushes six six carries for 25 yards um their leading rusher was uh Collins <clears throat> who had three carries for 29 or yeah, 29 yards. So I just didn't use their players to the best of their ability. That's, I think that's what really took the game away from them. Yeah. I kind of think of what happened is Ohio State just came out throwing the ball over. They got it behind and I think they were scared to try to catch up with through the, through the run, but they really should have slowed down the pace of the game with Kenneth Walker pounded that game out and got back to a bat. I don't, I don't know if it would have mattered. Their defense was just completely terrible. They could not – they just – there were so many wide-open players down the field for Ohio State. It was, you know, it was laughable. Um, ben, do you think Ohio State is a team that could beat Georgia? I, I do at this point. And, you know, a month ago I wasn't convinced, but the past two games really – starting with the Penn State game, the past couple of weeks, yeah, I'm convinced that they can give Georgia a run for their money. I think it would be a great matchup. I, I'm not sure who I would pick in that game, but yeah, I, I think those two teams look pretty even to me at this point. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be interesting if they get to that point. Um, unless, you know, barring some upset of Ohio State in the next couple of games, I think that's kind of where we're heading. Um, let's talk about another game. One of the surprise, it sort of surprised me. I kind of thought Clemson would win this game against Wake Forest, but not in the way they did. They won 48 to 27. Um, 
It had nothing to do with their passing game. Only had 208 yards on 19 attempts by from DJ, but um, Kobe Pryor, Will Shipley, you know, went over 300 yards in this game combined, and they really just had the running game going. Defense played really well against Sam Hartman in that high octane offense of Wake Forest. Uh, so, yeah, really complete performance by Clemson, who still has an outside shot to making the ACC championship game. So, Ben, what, did, what was your takeaways from this performance? And there's two things. Number one, Clemson has improved the entire year. And they looked lousy in the first month of the season. I mean, they looked dreadful, awful. If you didn't know how good of an athletes that they had in the program, you would think this team doesn't belong in the top 40. But they've worked their way back in. They've kept improving. They've kept improving the players. They're doing the best they can with what they have this year. So hats off to Clemson for improving. On the flip side now, uh, Wake Forest, I think the schedule has gotten tougher on Wake Forest than it was early in the season. They're still a good team. They're an excellent football team. But the schedule's catching up to them a little bit. Sam Hartman going against better defenses and the pressure from better offenses. He's thrown six interceptions in the past three games. He only had two interceptions the entire season before that. So I think the schedule catching up to Wake Forest a little bit here. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I you know, I felt like they were kind of fool's gold. No offense to Wake Forest. They had a good season. It's just they were playing teams in the ACC that weren't that good. Um, you know, and they, and they finally started playing some decent competition, and they kind of caught up with them. Jordan, any, any closing thoughts here on Wake Forest and Clemson? Clemson's no, just defense. <clears throat> Seven sacks. I mean, they were all over Hartman, um, and that showed in the stats. But the Wake Forest defense didn't play well. I mean, 333 rushing yards allowed. Um, honestly, that's been the problem, not problem for Wake Forest, but um, Clemson all year is their pass game's not great. Um, so if you can stop their run, then you basically win the game, but they couldn't even stop the run. So that's why the game was such a blowout. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, let's talk about another game. Um, one that was surprising to me how close it was, and that was Alabama and Arkansas. So I saw Alabama um, won this game 42 to 35. Arkansas had some chances there to, to take the lead, just couldn't get over the hump there with some mistakes, but um, was impressed with their performance, really coming out and put up a good fight. Uh, Jordan, what were your impressions here in this Alabama team? Um, their offense looks good, um, but their defense still is lacking, I think. Um, <clears throat> they also need to rush the ball more and be more um, – Not they, they have the same guy. So kind of Brian uh, Robinson was the only person that really rushed the ball for him. And it kind of gives me the Texas vibe where they have one running back that does everything. Yeah, you, it's good to have one, but then you can have multiple that can either give you some yards and not just the whole thing. But uh, Bryce Young, outstanding game. It was against the Arkansas team that's kind of down and out on themselves probably. It's a tough game. They're pro they played probably one of the best uh, teams in the college football. But Arkansas is a down and out team. They've could have been great. They were great all year. It's just you would want to see Alabama beat them more than just by seven. I mean, you saw Georgia beat them 37 to zero. But uh, I also want to throw out Arkansas did do a fake punt or fake field goal. I did see that. The jump pass, too. The jump pass. One-handed grab. <clears throat> that was a 
that was awesome to see. I think uh, I wish teams did that more against Alabama. That was, I think that's the biggest thing. You got Alabama is a sound football team. When you don't go out, when when you're the other the opponent, you need to go off script, and that's what Arkansas did on that play. And I think that's what made it so much closer than it should have been. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben, you have any impressions on this game? Do you, um, you know, when I'm looking at this game. I feel like Alabama's offensive line is still struggling. Do you feel like that's your problem? That's why they can't run the ball, or do you think there's never a deeper problem there with Alabama? To be honest, that's a fair point, and not one I've I've even thought about. I haven't done tape work on the on the offensive line for Alabama, so that's very possible, and not one I, I I've even really considered. But I will hit on Jordan's point and what we've all talked about for several weeks now is that for certain, this isn't the Alabama defense we're all used to. Alabama's good enough to beat almost anybody in the country, but they could also lose to anybody in the top 20. Um, with that defense, if, if they get another A game from a top team in the top 20, they could lose quite a few of these games. They just haven't played as many of them as they usually play this year. Uh, so I really think the Alabama defense is the number one problem, but that O-line could be as well. Because you know, I've noticed in a trend with a lot of the college football playoff teams, yeah, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, um, struggled a little bit at the beginning, but they kind of solidified it. Is the all O line? We mentioned our theme here a couple of times on the podcast with the COVID year, you know, offensive line taking the most hits, and with these teams that are mostly dominant by their offensive line, that's that's where they're struggling. It might be where you see the issues coming in that. Um, we're talking about every surprise uh, contest with Utah this. They destroyed Oregon 38 to 7. Now, this was a, if you talk about an O line and a, and a line of scrimmage destruction, this was what Utah did. They just, they did anything they wanted to in the running game um, against Oregon, over 225 yards rushing. They just, they stopped Oregon from running the ball. Anthony Brown was a mess. This, you know, he had 231 yards, but he was, you know, less than 50 set completion to get there. And, you know, this wasn't um, wasn't a great performance for Oregon. This is the Oregon team we fought, assisted, and they they just kept coming back, and then they finally it finally caught up to them. So, um, you know, Ben, what do what do you think? Do you think um, is this the death nail for Oregon in the Pac-12? I'm pretty sure it is. But any 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 hope of them coming back from this? Well, not not if we're talking playoffs, right? That I think that's completely gone. And th this game opened up so many different thoughts for me. I'll hit them really quick. Oregon was one of the two teams that I think everybody in the country was waiting on to kind of get that loss. Oklahoma was the other team that fell, I think, last week. And everybody knew that Oregon really wasn't as good as their record. But as long as they keep finding a way to win, you kind of have to respect that. We, we finally get that second loss for the Oregon Ducks. This is a matchup, though, that we could see again, possibly at the end of the season. Oregon and Utah again, possibly. Yeah. Um, and I'll stand by what I said last week on the podcast. You get these two teams on a neutral site, and literally anything can happen. Oregon has the big playability to actually blow out Utah. We already saw Utah, you know, take Oregon to the woodshed, and it could be a very close, great game. So uh, hats off to Utah. They looked horrible the first month of the season. They look fantastic now. Yeah, you know, I think part of that for Utah, they – they started up the season with a grad transfer from um, TCU, I believe. And he just was not working that first few weeks. And, and he just transferred out of the program. And I think Cameron Risen finally came back from injury and they solidified that quarterback room. And then you'll see the improvement throughout the year. But I think part of the reason they dominated this game is that crowd was rock raucous. I mean, it was like, 
you couldn't hear anything in there. They were, they were loud. They were happy. They're excited. There is no Utah football team. So that is the team in town, you know, and so they were ready to go and they were pushing for their team to win. So it was great performance. Great, great fans out there. So got to be proud of Utah to win this one. Um, Jordan, any final thoughts on Utah, Oregon? I just think Utah ran the ball all over Oregon. Oregon didn't look, I mean, I'm not surprised. <clears throat> I think this is, Besides the Oregon Ohio State game, this was Oregon's only real test so far. Yeah, and they barely beat the and they lost to Stanford, who is terrible. I don't even know. It's three Looking back, that's a terrible loss. Uh, <laughs> Who's three and eight or, or three, three and seven? Eight. Three and eight, yeah. Three and eight, I think maybe. I don't yeah, know. and uh, and they almost lost to. I think they only blew out like one team since the Ohio State game. I just haven't looked the same as that game. <clears throat> but I just think this well-deserved win for Utah. Uh, I think Utah wants it more. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about some, uh, some quick topics of some other games. Hopefully we'll be getting some um, ranking information in here pretty soon. Yeah, we do. We have some coming in already. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, let's talk about the um, – some blowout wins by some, um, you know, four teams that are headed or at least trying to head to the playoffs. You have Cincinnati with a big 48 to 14 win over SMU. You have Georgia with a 56 to seven win over, I guess they're a school, Charleston Southern. I don't, I don't know. Never heard of them. Um, you have Oklahoma State with a 23 nothing victory over Texas Tech and Notre Dame with a demolishing 55 nothing victory over Georgia Tech. So, Four great victories, all trying to get their way to the playoff. Only a couple spots, obviously, up there. Um, you know, George, start with you. Any of those results stick out to you? Being a Notre Dame fan, you know, I would love to say every game they're going to blow out these teams. But that Notre Dame over Georgia Tech game surprised me. I thought it'd be a little, little less scoring, and Georgia Tech would have a chance to score. But Notre Dame destroy, carry, like destroyed that game. Their defense played great. Um, their and their offense played great. Um, when when you have like a minute less possession than a, a team, you would think it's not fifty five to zero. It's closer, but they just played an all around game, and it was you know night awesome to see. Yeah, sure. How are you, Ben? Anything stick out to you? Uh, yeah, and I apologize for the absence on video, but the Cincinnati Southern Methodist game really, really jumped out. Um, Southern Methodist isn't that bad, um, and Cincinnati may not be quite that good, but this is the return of the Bearcat team that we saw in September. Um, so Southern Methodist had an awful, horrible day. Uh, the nation got a glimpse at Tampa Mordecai, and it wasn't good at quarterback. Um, tremendous, tremendous win for Cincinnati just at the time they needed it. Same thing for Notre Dame. Both of those teams needed to leave a lasting imprint on the committee, and they did that Saturday. Yep, I agree. I don't have much to add there to those, those victories there. I think all those teams are going to have a shot. They're going to be right there in that top six, so we'll see what, what works out there. Uh, let's talk about a couple other ugly games in the Big 12. Oklahoma won an ugly game 28-21 over Iowa State. I think there was looking like nine turnovers in this game. It's just like nobody really wanted this one. Um, is Oklahoma dead in the in the playoff? I guess we'll see the rankings and how dead they are. But Jordan, would you are they if they ran out, do they have a shot to get to the playoffs, or are they pretty much dead? You think? That's the question. That's that's the the real question. Will they win out? 
I mean, they have a Oklahoma State team that is playing better ending the season than Oklahoma, and it's at Oklahoma State. That right there is going to – if Oklahoma wins this game, they're winning the rest of the season. But they have to win this game, next week game, and I don't see Oklahoma even bouncing back after – barely beating an Iowa State team that's down and out and kind of lost right now. All right, let's talk about one last game. Baylor won a tough 20 to 10 game over Kansas State. We, we all said that could be a tough game, especially at kind of a hangover game. But other than there, they won it. Um, you know, I think if Baylor wins out, they have an opportunity. You know, it, some things have to work out the right way to get into the championship game. But there's it's them, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all with shot to get to the Big 12 championship game. I don't think Baylor has a shot at the playoff, but they have a shot at a really good bowl if they continue to win. So, um, again, good victory for them. Nice grind-out game for a 2010 victory there. So, um, let's talk about the, the rankings here. Let me see if if the top have been released yet. Let's take a look. Uh, so, we can talk a little bit. I don't, I don't see the full picture yet, but the, in, the, in the top 10, we have Oklahoma now at number 10, which – You'll see they're behind Ole Miss at number nine with two losses, Ole Miss and Baylor at number eight, Oklahoma State at number seven. So a lot of Big 12 teams there. Um, anybody surprise you there in the top ten um, out of those four? I'm sorry, um, Jordan. Uh, Ole Miss. I, I don't see Ole Miss should be, it shouldn't be that high, especially over uh, Oklahoma team that has one loss. That's just does it almost yeah. Like... yeah, almost has two, two, two. Yeah, they have two losses. Oklahoma one. I, I, I mean, I was the one I was like, oh, I don't know about, but I mean, I'm not losing sleep over it. I mean, Ole Miss has had a pretty good season. They played Alabama and some other tough team and Georgia, right? Did they play Georgia? Um, if I'm not mistaken, or Memphis? No, they lost to Auburn. Auburn. Uh, yeah. You know that probably would put them behind Oklahoma for me because Oklahoma has the one loss, but I mean, it's this, you win your games, Oklahoma, and then they'll take care of themselves. But I, I am surprised Baylor got up to number eight at this point, but I mean, they're staying, they're keeping them ahead of Oklahoma, obviously underneath Oklahoma state. I'm surprised that the big 12 has three teams in the, in the top 10 there. So it's a good look for them. Um, you know, you've been any surprises there for your, your perspective. Not a surprise necessarily. I will say this, and I'm not defending the committee because that's really no fun to do. But you, at, at this time of the season, I mean, we're right here at the end of the year. You get in that dilemma of do I, do I rank the two-loss team who I know is the better team or do I rank the team with only one loss ahead? And, and you kind of see that all up and down the board, really, especially in that top 15. Um, so that's not really an easy dilemma for, for any voter, especially the committee. Yeah, not for sure. Uh, so I think we have the full picture here of the, of the top. Um, so it's obviously number one, Georgia. Number two now is Ohio State. Uh, number three is Alabama. Number four is Cincinnati. Um, I'm trying to see number five. Am I missing number five? Michigan. Michigan, yes. Michigan number five, six. six. So that's your top six there. Um, are we surprised that Ohio State jumped up to number two? Should they be number two? I'm not surprised. Uh, that blowout win against a ranked opponent, uh, that that should have jumped Alabama. I agree, especially the way um, Alabama's been playing with these close games against teams that are not that great. I mean, they're good, okay teams, but they definitely should be, uh, you know, 
having those type of close games, especially Ben. Any, any, you know, do you agree? Iowa State number two. Yes, absolutely. Now, I, I am surprised the committee did it. I, I didn't think they would. I think I, I thought they would leave Alabama at number two at least until Alabama played possibly Georgia. But um, yeah, I, I think that's the right move. I think I think it's clear that Ohio State should be number two two team in the country right now. Great. You know, I'm surprised too because I thought they were going to try to protect Alabama and keep it at number two for they could drop them to number four. What it means to me though is if they lose, I mean, they got to drop more than one spot against Georgia, right? right? I mean, they got to drop out of the top four. Um, I mean, since the college football playoffs, no team has been had no two loss team has been in it. Yeah. So I, I think they should be out if they lose to Georgia. They're probably going to beat Georgia. I, I, I just know it. They're going to find a way in there. Um, but yeah, I think they should be out if they've lost. I mean, do you guys agree? Should they say it's a 31 30 victory for Georgia and they win in like, like last second or something? Is Alabama in your top four, Jordan, at that point? Uh, no, I think Alabama's out. I uh, just um, two losses, one loss against a unranked Texas AM team it, before the college football playoffs, but Texas AM hasn't looked good coming into the end of the season as well. So yeah, they're 15th right now, but they're not, haven't played that great. So I, I just see if Alabama loses in the SEC championship game, they're, they're out of it. Um, let me see what else we have here on these, this one. So Cincinnati number four, are they, they went out, they're in, you think Penn? they're not going to drop them out of the top four of victories, right? They can't do that. You agree there? Are, they, are you going to make the playoffs? Are we going to first group of five? I tell you what, in this crazy season that we've had, if by some chance Alabama beats Georgia and Notre Dame and Oklahoma State finish out the season looking as strong as they have, there's still a chance that Cincinnati drops out. Um, and <laughs> it, that's a weird scenario. I don't necessarily see all of that happening, but yeah, it's possible. I, I don't think Cincinnati should feel comfortable at number four at all. I think they've got to keep on maxing out every every chance they get here. I think they need an Auburn victory just to make sure things are good this weekend, right. you know? Um, so I agree. I, I, I do feel like somehow I think they're going to keep Alabama in this where they win or lose. And so they got to hope for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma to split if they play twice. They got to hope, and then they beat Notre Dame, so they'd be ahead of them. So, but honestly, the streak of schedule between Notre Dame and Cincinnati, are, mm, no, I mean, Notre Dame has a much stronger schedule. It's just they beat them head to head. I mean, is that the only thing that will matter, I guess, is what it comes down to? It hasn't, they didn't show it when Michigan lost to Michigan State. So, I don't sure. think head to head really matters right now anymore. But the loss, I mean, you know, they have the same record. So, I think that was the difference. This they don't. So, we'll see how that goes there, you know. But like you said, Cincinnati has to hope Oklahoma loses because if Oklahoma eats Oklahoma State and wins out and wins a, a Big 12 championship, oh, I, I can see Oklahoma pushing Cincinnati out. Yeah. That's, no, for sure. I mean, those both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, no matter which one, were, if they one of them were to win out, they both have a better record, I mean, better strict schedule than Cincinnati. They would have a championship that they could bring their head on. I mean, I just – there's a lot going to get Cincinnati, you know, at this point. And that would be a – they go back and have to play Baylor. Both have lost. So – and so you Now, be, I was asking – I think Oklahoma State has already clinched the championship, so they're in is what I'm thinking. And that's why it's either between 
Baylor and Oklahoma, I fought, but I could be wrong on that, that no. whole tiebreaker situation. Because I, I, if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State and Baylor wins the next game, Baylor beat Oklahoma State. So Baylor would be in and Oklahoma would be in. They'd be the Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State beat um beat Baylor. They lost to Iowa State. Oh yeah, they did. Never mind. Yeah. So I think Oklahoma State. So, but if Oklahoma, if one of those two teams wins out, either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, they're gonna push Cincinnati out. I agree. I think what they need, like I said, what I think Cincinnati hopes for is that Oklahoma Oklahoma State just end up playing twice. They split the series. And then they never get to the playoffs and they're both knocked out of it. Obviously, Michigan will be knocked out number five if they play Ohio State if they lose, or Ohio Iowa State will be knocked out if they play Michigan and lose. So one way or ever, one of those teams will be knocked out. And you gotta hope Alabama's knocked out. There's gonna be a point where there's only a couple teams you can pick from, and Cincinnati is just gonna get their way in there somehow. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of time left there. Um, let's talk about some of the other ones, the full top 25 here. Um, Oregon dropped all the way down from three to 11. So eight, eight spots. I guess that's fair. You know, um, Michigan state dropped down to number 12. I mean, I would have probably dropped them lower after that performance, but is what it is. BYU's 13, Wisconsin's 14. Somehow Texas AM is just chilling here at 15. I don't think they should be in the top 15 after their performances this year, but that's here or there, I guess. Um, Iowa 16. Let's see if some other ones here. Wake Forest dropped down to 18. Utah's up to 19. ETSA is 22. Clemson's back in the top 25 at number 23. Uh, Houston's at 24. They did not move. So <laughs> I guess just keep winning. Doesn't matter for Houston um, and Cincinnati. Arkansas. Look at this. They're in the top 25 still after that loss to Alabama. How many losses did Arkansas have now? What, three or four? Um, they are set four. They have four. I don't know. Alabama's but not you, dropping out of that top four, guys. And tell you. But their losses are good team. They're not like a – yeah, but, I mean, four losses is a lot. I mean, at it, some point, that's got to count for something, you know? But you also have to look at – they play Alabama, and they want Alabama in. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they, if they want to keep Arkansas top 25, that's going to help them keep, make their case next week. Well, we're going to decide to go to keep Alabama in the top four after their loss. A lot of good teams, they'd be like, Arkansas, top 25 victory. You know, I can already see what they're doing. So What, what could happen if Arkansas loses to Missouri? I don't then then Alabama out yeah for sure that needs to happen or somehow I'll say Arkansas lost a close game we, we felt really strongly and keep them in number 25 again this week so I'll wait for that uh let me see any other surprises here in the top 25 Wisconsin up to 14 I mean after three losses that's pretty impressive they moved their way all the way back up to 14 nobody's talking about them but their running game has really come on with their freshman running back who's only 17 years old and they can give – if Michigan were to somehow beat Ohio State, I feel like um, they have a shot to beat Michigan. They probably don't have a shot to beat Ohio State, but something to keep an eye on because that would impact a lot of things if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten somehow. Um, ACC is pretty much out of it. Okay. Any, any other thoughts on the top 25, Jordan? No, I think anyone in the top – nine have a chance at getting in 
we all we we all know that. Um, I'll say top seven, maybe. I, even though I think Oklahoma could jump from number 10. seven. Yeah, seven. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but we all know Ohio State or Michigan's losing. Um, Georgia or Alabama's losing again. Oklahoma State or, could or lose. Alabama's losing or Georgia's losing. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma's lo- losing. I know Oklahoma's ten, but they probably if they beat Oklahoma State, they're gonna jump back into the talk. Yeah. And Notre Dame, I mean, I think Notre Dame's perfect where they are. Um, they haven't really shown until the end of the season. They've been showing out lately, but the beginning of the year was kind of iffy. I, I think that if they were in front of Michigan, it would have been questionable just because. I don't know. They have one common opponent, and they beat Wisconsin more than they, Michigan beat them. So. so I, I, I think we're all gonna remember that it's not the final college football playoff ranking, so yeah, it just doesn't yeah. matter. You know, a lot of times they make their final decision and they move teams around all crazily at the end. So it's not like the old BCS system where hey, I lose and their team moves up. It's not how it does here. It's Whoever the top four happens to be in the committee's minds, and that for give or time, and that's the playoffs, which is still weird to me. That's how we do a playoff, but that's um, that's it. So, yeah. So I think that's. I mean, that's the top twenty-five. I don't think there's any surprises here. I'm glad that Ohio State jumped Alabama. It really should have happened a long time ago. Uh, Alabama has been playing well, so I'm just gives me a little hope that um, Alabama will. Not for Alabama fans out there. I don't hate Alabama. I just I like to get some new blood in there. Okay, sorry. Um, excuse me. Um, let's see. So let's talk about um, who we think will be like the after this week's rankings. There are top there are top four who our final playoff will be. Did it change? So looking at mine, I had Georgia one, Ohio State two, Notre Dame three, and Alabama four. Um, will it change? I mean, back in my head, I still think Cincinnati loses that. Houston game. So I still think they're going to end up being out of it. I still think Alabama will only drop one spot to number four, and that will be your top four, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama. Jordan, how have things changed for you, if, if at all? So I have Georgia, Ohio State. Um, like last week, I had Alabama, Notre Dame. Um, I got Notre Dame still in. Uh, they had a blowout Stanford. Things have to happen, but um, Besides Alabama, I could see Notre Dame four or three, Oklahoma State four. Um, if Oklahoma State wins out, Alabama loses in the SEC championship game. Cincinnati loses against Houston. I can see Oklahoma State getting in there. Okay. Ben, how was your change, if at all, this week? Well, as far as this weekend's upcoming games, I don't particularly foresee any heavy changes in the top four. I do see some after conference championship week, but I, you know, I, I, you know, it's going to take an upset to really upset the top four this coming weekend for me. All right. Well, let's move on to talk about this upcoming matchups this week. So we have a rivalry week here. Should be pretty fun, interesting games out there. So let's start with Ohio State and Michigan. Um, You know, I want to say this is going to be a better game than last week, but I just don't know if Michigan has it in them. They don't, they don't throw the ball enough to me to, to keep up with Ohio State. So I'm thinking this is going to be 61-14 because Ohio State hates Michigan. So that's my, my final score. Jordan, what about you? I'm with you on that. I, I don't think it's going to be any closer. I don't think Michigan – we already saw Michigan's um, 
lost to Michigan State and Ohio State just destroyed Michigan State. So I think it's 55-10, Ohio State. I just I, I just can't see Michigan upsetting Ohio State. All right, Ben, do you agree? You guys have me second guessing myself now. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm still not really. I don't see. I don't really see a way for Michigan to win this game. I think the chasm between these two teams is that different. But having said that, personally, I think it's going to be a lot closer than Michigan State was last week. I just think Michigan, even though I think Michigan, Michigan State are very similar in total performance, I think Michigan's a better matchup for Ohio State. I don't think the Michigan secondary is as abysmal as that Spartan secondary was. I do think Michigan, even though they don't have a running back as good as Kenneth Walker, I think in totality, I think they run the football better than Michigan State can. And I think at quarterback, even though they, they you know, they basically got a game manager quarterback, I, I think he has a chance to at least put the ball in the air a couple of times against an Ohio State secondary that still hasn't looked good at any point this season against anybody. It's still kind of a, a communication thing, an experience thing for that Ohio State secondary. So I've got uh, Ohio State winning 42 to 24. Um, I think it's maybe close throughout most of the first half, and I think Ohio State pulls away throughout the second half. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I, I kind of struggle with that, too. Part of me fought coming into the season Michigan was going to play them tougher, uh, but then I saw they lost Michigan State, who just got destroyed. But to your point, a lot of this is down to matchups and, and all that. But I, I do know that Ryan Day is still mad about some comments Jim Harbaugh made, you know, last year. And, He's, right. ready. he's ready to like score 100. He said he would score 100 <laughs> next time I saw him. So that's what I'm, that's still sticking with me. So we'll see what, what actually happens in the game, though. Um, Alabama and Auburn is next. So uh, this isn't Jordan Hare and Auburn. The, Alabama has not won there since 2015. So it's been a while. I don't, I don't think if Bo Nix was in this game, I definitely think Auburn would have given them a good game. I just, I don't know how that's going to happen now. They never look good with, without him this year. I think it's going to be closer than we think. I think, you know, maybe like 38, 21, 24, somewhere like that. But Alabama pulls out the victory. Or maybe Jordan, what do you say? I got Alabama. Um, and it's going to be a statement game for Alabama. Alabama wants to go into the SEC championship game with a 40-plus uh, win game against Auburn. And I think it's going to be – 48-14, um, just because Bryce Young wants to make a push for that Heisman as well, and this game is going to be a huge statement for him. Okay. Ben, you agree? Basically, yes. Auburn's got the offensive and defensive lines to hang in there with anybody in the country, but they don't have the skill position players on the offensive side of the football they don't have the athletes in the secondary to hang in there with these top teams. And without Bo Nix, I'm not sure how they're going to score any points. I mean, you know, even an inconsistent Bo Nix gives you a puncher's chance in some of these games. So I don't really see how they're going to score points. Um, and and I, I think they're going to struggle with that all day, even against the Alabama defense that struggles. So I've got Alabama 42 and Auburn 17. All right. We're all agreement there. Oregon, Oregon State. I'm picking Oregon State here. A few different reasons. Oregon State beat Oregon last year. Oregon State beat Utah earlier this year. And Oregon State's been playing pretty tough all year long. 
And I think they're just a tougher team than Oregon. I think Oregon's a finesse team right now with not a lot of great skill players to make things happen. So I think this was going to be a close one, 34-31, Oregon State with the victory. Jordan. I'm going off the opposite of you. I got Oregon um, just because Oregon State really hasn't wowed me. I mean, that's that's the thing. I think Oregon is going to come off the loss last week and um, control this game early. So, yep, I got Oregon winning. It's going to be close. I, I think I'm with you on that 34-31. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I, I think Oregon's going to pull it out. All right. Ben, do you agree? I'm really not sure what to do with this game because I'm really not sure what to do with Oregon because I'm really not sure which Anthony Brown is going to show up. Um, we know whose ceiling is higher. That's Oregon. They've got athletes all over the field. And when Brown's got his game together, you know, he's the gasoline for the fire. But I, I don't know which team's going to show up for Oregon. I know which team's going to show up for the Beavers. They're going to be tough. They're going to be hard-nosed. They can throw a little. They can run a little. They can play a little defense. They don't have anywhere near the talent that the Oregon Ducks have. Um, so I'm really not sure, but give me Oregon 31 to 30 just because of the athletes. That's, that's really all I've got. All right. Next one, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Um, I just don't think um, – I'm I going back and forth on this one. I really if – you, if you just look at the games, you would say Oklahoma State, there's no way they're going to lose this game. But I'm picking Oklahoma because every year in Bedlam – Oklahoma State loses this game, no matter how good or bad they are, no matter how close the game is or how kind of blowout it is. They find a way to lose this game in Oklahoma, and I think they'll find another way to lose this one. Oklahoma kind of creeps back in the playoff picture with this victory uh, with like a you know 28-24 victory here. Uh, Jordan, what do you say? Again, I'm opposite of you. Um, I got Oklahoma State. Um, home game for Oklahoma State. I know they're in the same state, but I, I got Oklahoma State. I think they want it more. Oklahoma hasn't shown me or probably anyone else this year that they deserve to be in the top four. All right. I, I got Oklahoma State went in, let's say, 28-20. Okay. Ben, which side are you picking here? I'll say this before I get into this game. It's been a crazy year something's going to happen either this weekend or next weekend where either Alabama upsets Georgia or Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. Something that none of us saw coming is just going to happen to put the icing on the cake for this wild and crazy year. Now, you're totally right, Tony. Oklahoma always wins this game. No matter who's, no matter who's on what team, Oklahoma always wins this game. But I think it's a different Oklahoma State. They're bringing the defense this year. They don't usually bring. They're bringing a running game this year that they don't use to bring, and they're not horrible at quarterback. Uh, Oklahoma has been struggling to score points. If I'm the Sooners, I am throwing everything I've got at this game offensively. Trick plays, throwing the ball deep. I, I'm not going to let Oklahoma State settle in and just play nice defense and run the football. I am throwing everything I got at it. I don't care if we throw three interceptions doing it. We, we, are, we may not run the football at all if I'm Oklahoma. Um, because I honestly think Oklahoma State's the better team. I've got them winning this game 24 to 13. Wow. Okay. Well, one, one, one side of this is really wrong, and I just hope it's not my side. Um, <laughs> um, Mississippi State and Ole Miss is next. Um, 
you know, I thought Matt Corral wasn't going to be in this game for a while. He released a statement about going to the draft and ended up being just a goodbye statement that he's still playing. But um, with that being the case, I think Ole Miss ends up winning this game. Uh, probably a shootout, maybe like 35-32, because uh, both Mike Leach and um, Lane will, will, will throw a lot out this game. But I think it's a close one, but Ole Miss pulls it out. Jordan, you agree? I would agree in the sense it's going to be close. But because of that Mississippi State um, on Thanksgiving, which is bizarre, uh, I got same score as you, but Mississippi State winning 31-30 around that. All right. Ben, which side are you picking? There were a couple of games I didn't know what to do with, but this is, this is the game. I have no clue what to do with this game. I know Ole Miss is the better team. But it's at Mississippi State, and that place is so obnoxiously loud. It, it will drive you insane, out of your mind with the cowbells and everything else. So Mississippi State and Mike Leach, I know they're going to be throwing the kitchen sink in this game and everything else they've got. But give me Ole Miss, 42 to 35. The, the only caveat here is if Matt Corral is still limping around in this game and, and maybe Mississippi State gets some pressure on him. But give me Ole Miss, 42 to 35. Oh, so, I, you know, I think the reason on this one is because I, I don't feel like Mississippi State runs the ball at all, and I think that's going to play right in Ole Miss's defense, what they want to do. Yeah. So I think that's probably the reason. And they've seen a lot of crazy crowds. Think of that Tennessee game with golf balls and bottles being thrown to the, to the field, and they found the way in that one. So I think it's going to be similar to this one. So, But it should be a good week. I, I love these um, rivalry weekends. They're, they're always fun with the atmosphere and the crowds and the craziness and players pretending to pee on stuff, you know, like the Ole Miss Mississippi State game from the past. So it should be a should be a fun one. Um, to wrap this one up here, let's talk about Heisman. For my Heisman, I narrowed it down to two candidates. These are the only two that could possibly win. Don't okay what Jordan or Ben are about to say here. These are the only two that have even a chance to win this this award. And that's CJ Shroud and Bryce Young. Just they have the wins, they have the stats, and that's really all that matters to the Heisman voters. So those are the two. So, Jordan, who do you got? I have the same, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Um, I, I I think Kenny Pickett um, is going to get a vote, and he's going to be invited. He's not <laughs> are you voting? Is that how he's going to get that vote? No, he's going to get a vote. <laughs> and I, I think they're gonna, they're going to have four invited, and it's probably going to be um, Kenneth Walker third and Kenny Pickett are going to be the two that are going to be watching the – who basically watching who is going to be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. And that is a toss up for me. I mean, the game last week's games really were, they played the same. So I think it's a toss up on that. All right, Ben, what do you got, man? I'm down the final two as well. CJ Stroud in the lead over Bryce Young. It's still up for grabs, but those are my two. It's really because nobody else has jumped up and grabbed it this year. Man, there's a lot of talented guys who could have, and none of them did. Uh, so, like you said, Tony, they've got the wins, they've got the prestige, they've got the nation's attention. It's kind of down to those two guys. All right. Um, I want to do one fun thing. We did talk about this for the podcast. What is one thing that you think will be a surprise that happens this weekend? Mine, East Carolina is going to upset Cincinnati. Um, so East Carolina has beaten some teams I didn't think they beat this year. They're seven and four. It's a look ahead game right before Houston. I think East Carolina pulls that one off and shocks the world after after Cincinnati finally makes it to the top four. Jordan, 
Off the top of your head, what surprise happens this weekend? Georgia Tech comes out and dominates against Georgia. Let's go. Okay, well, I don't know what Jordan's on, but um, we're definitely not partaking in whatever he has going on over there. I think that could happen. I, I, I definitely think this is a not a – it's a throwaway game. Basically, George is going to go in kind of um, – There, we all know they're going to be in the ACC championship. Um, they, We all know that they're going to be ranked number one going into the end of the, the next college football playoffs at this game. So they're going to go in probably not as hard as every other team, especially after watching Georgia Tech get blown out by Notre Dame. So, I mean, this could be a, a game that we won't see being close, but it's going to be. Could be Georgia Tech's um, quarterback comes back. I mean, he's a pretty talented athlete. You never know. Things could get weird. That game's always weird. No matter how good Georgia is, Georgia Tech always plays them tough. So could be something weird. Ben, what surprise is going to happen this weekend that's going to shock the world? Nebraska has been close all year. They're three and eight. They're at home. They're finally going to win a close game. They're going to do it against Iowa. I, I can actually see that possibly, but now this is what I think is going to happen. It's going to come down to the last play. They're going to drive. They're going to throw an interception in the end zone, and that game's right. going to be over because that's how this season has been. So, poor Nebraska. I feel bad for them, but hopefully Scott Frost can get that going next year. So we'll see. All right, guys. Well, that is it. Oh, Jordan, you have one last thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, can I change mine? Uh, I think UConn. UConn's going to uh, come out and beat Houston. Um, <laughs> Yep. I still don't know what you're on over there, but it's another thing that's got some good ones. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. UConn, have you watched UConn this year? Because they're, they're pretty stuck. They're the best team. That has to be the worst. That's the worst team I've ever seen in history of college football. You're <laughs> lying to yourself because they're the best team. Um, okay. Thank you. Okay. This is not basketball. We're actually talking about the UConn football team. Okay. Um, all right, guys. So that'll wrap us up for this week. We look forward to kind of seeing what happens this weekend, seeing some prizes. Talk about the new top four with you next week. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate. If not, we'll see you again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everyone.